0: Hello and welcome to the Sheffield Digital Podcast. I'm Ian Broom, and I'm joined by directors Mel Canerick and Chris Diamond. Hello both. Hi. Hello. Our guest today is Mark Mobs, Marketing Manager at Marketing Sheffield and one of the people behind the new campaign Make Yourself at Home, a new citywide initiative to support the economic recovery of our businesses and communities following the COVID-19 shenanigans, which rather underplays it quite a lot, but there we go. Mark. um, Hi. Could you give us a bit of a... Positive history. Hi, yeah, that's a good way to start, isn't it? Like start conversations. Hi,
1: you were right I wasn't sure when to say hi. Yeah, right?
0: <laughs> no, it's entirely my fault. I've not done this before. Um, do you? Uh, are you able to give us a bit of a, a positive history? Tell us a bit about yourself first of all, and then a bit more about marketing Sheffield and 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 who's behind that.
1: Sure. Um, so I uh, I wasn't technically born in Sheffield, but um, family moved here when I was four, so I consider myself Sheffielder. Um. Went to school here and then went off to do philosophy at uni in Leeds, and then um, came back and did a master's in film here in Sheffield, split between the two universities. Uh, and then, via some sort of uh, traveling and whatnot, ended up down in London uh, working for like creative and sort of brand agencies. So, I've actually <clears throat> worked on pretty big projects like uh, a few years ago, rebranded Legal in General, and one. Uh, all the major industry awards for that, um, and rebranded Warburton's. So still look at the lorries going past, remember the pain, writing the copy for Jonathan Warburton's little label at the top of them um, and all the packaging and all that. Uh, And then I basically got really, really fed up uh, and upset with the fact that I was selling my soul to large corporate companies. Um, So I went to New Zealand and worked as a volunteer ranger for the Department of Conservation, doing some amazing things, um and eventually kind of came back home to Sheffield for family reasons and tried to find another job outside of marketing uh and it just didn't happen everywhere I wanted qualifications I didn't have so I fell back into it um and then one of the agencies that I was at uh, was J-Wing in Sheffield um loved working there and was really privileged to be the client lead on the project uh to to re sort of rebrand and give a new campaign to Sheffield so um Worked on my on that with what was my client and is now my boss. Because uh, then I found out when we delivered it that they were recruiting for a position. And I thought, finally, I can use my professional experience with my personal passion of doing the right thing, I guess, in some sense. Um, so, yeah, applied for the job and got it. And then so I've been in post about 18 months now. Um, so I'm marketing manager for City Campaigns. Uh, which I believe is the first time there's ever been a post for that we've obviously got a marketing manager for tourism one for conference um, and sort of events and we've got the invest team and the business Sheffield team but we hadn't before had someone whose sole responsibility was really the brand and the reputation and the positioning of the city across everything and um, so yeah that's what I've been doing for the last year and a half basically.
0: Great. And can you give us a bit of background to uh, marketing Sheffield? I very sort of embarrassedly just checked before we started recording that it was part <laughs> of the council. Um, yeah. that, that is right, isn't it?
1: It is, yeah. I, I, even when I uh, started working with them, I wasn't sure how how, how the structure all fit together. So uh, essentially, there's I don't know how other councils work because I've never been in public sector before, but um, there's three portfolios. They're called within the council. There's place and people and I probably should know the other one but I can't remember it anyway within place there is the city growth department which is solely focused on actually you know the economic growth and um whether it's through assets or people or whatever is within the city and marketing Sheffield is a part of the city growth um business unit or something it's called so yeah I'm 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 paid by the council um I obviously have um Lot of workings within the council, but I don't really tend to get involved with the local politics side of it too much because my job is much more about the reputation positioning of Sheffield for external investment and talent attraction and all the rest of it. So actually, I spend probably more a higher percentage of my time working with external partners like sheffield digital like the universities like the culture consortium whatever it is and um, then i actually do working within the council's sort of networks i was going to
2: say it used to be creative sheffield didn't it um not that long ago um but it's all been kind of restructured and uh, there was a marketing sheffield um and a, a person responsible for marketing sheffield up until about eight or nine years ago i guess but it's kind of it's not been a post that was then refilled and it was there's a kind of a, a collaboration of agencies across sheffield or anchor institutions across sheffield that look after the city brand is that still the case i mean, you know I'm, I'm kind of interested at how it's been restructured and and how it all works now
1: yeah i can't pretend to to have the detail on that because it was pre my time and mm. um, my understanding is creative sheffield was set up to be basically an arm's length organization um and i think the reason that it sort of didn't fully work out. Was um, it was trying to find additional revenue streams to fund mm. it, and um, austerity hit basically, and no one could make that work. Um, so, in in other, you know, I've spoken to counterparts in European cities and worldwide. Often, um, the the DMO, the Destination Marketing Office, uh, which is technically what Marketing Sheffield is, uh, is is funded by a collection of. Uh, city-interested in parties um, as well as local government. Um, and I kind of sometimes look upon them with envy, um, but other times realise that you then, the administration of that takes up a lot of the working job as well and trying to please all stakeholders. Um, so it's a fine balance. Um, and in terms of sort of the brand we have and the accountability of the city to it, um I think we created a new brand for the city. That's part of what I did at Mm J-Wing. I then joined the council believing this is great. Everyone in the council is going to know we've got a new brand. No one knew we had a new brand (laughs) Um, and, and half the city didn't either. And that's just because we don't live in an autocracy where, you know, yeah. this is it. This is what you do now. Go use it. it. Cities like Vienna, they have the money, the infrastructure and the governance to basically roll everything out across all the public buildings, buses, because they own the transport networks, blah, 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 everything. And um, We just don't operate it in that way in this country. So it's it's been 18 months of introducing people to what the new brand is, how we talk about our city, what the benefits of it are, and, and how if we all kind of work together, um, we then have a collective voice and that has much more strength than any one of us sort of trying to do our own mm. things and talk about Sheffield in our own ways that that don't benefit other sectors or other people within the city.
3: I think that's really good for people to hear because one of the whinges um, that we hear all the time is, oh, Sheffield doesn't shout about itself and you know nobody knows about Sheffield and blah, blah, blah. Um, but now we can say to everyone, well, look, there's this thing, there's this whole brand, there's this whole campaign, you can be part of it, you can get behind it, and then together we can all shout about Sheffield, but do it in a coherent way so that it all reinforces itself. So I'm I'm just really pleased. And I think the quality of the work that's coming out is just outstanding. It's, it's exactly where we need to be. And it's it's great to think about, okay, well, how can we be part of this? How can Sheffield Digital work alongside this? How can our member companies get behind it? So yes, I get all enthusiastic mm-hmm. and fancy about this stuff.
1: Oh, fantastic. Thank you. Um, and yeah, I've, I've always found it quite funny. Um, and this isn't to say that this is unique to Sheffield or, or anyway, and it's just human nature, but Sheffield doesn't shout enough about itself. Who is Sheffield in that instance? Yeah. You know, there is not one single representative that, that speaks in a universal way for Sheffield. We are all a group of individual organisations and we just need to to be better at working together. And I guess my role is to try and create those platforms or those messages or those campaigns or whatever that people can buy into and want to use so that we collectively can shout together um, uh, and from the same kind of single point of origin, if you like.
2: Yeah, I think that's really important. I think I don't think cities in in the u k operate the way that people think cities should or do. I think people would be shocked at how little control and ability city governments or local authorities have got over what happens in the city, um, you know from the setting of, of business rates to um to yeah. creating a city brand and enforcing it. it It doesn't have those kind of capabilities. So it forces everybody within the city to work together and to be aligned around something and it takes an awful lot of effort to get people on the same page Um, but that's just the way it is I mean obviously that's what devolution is about um, and it affects a lot of things I think it took us a long time to realize that when we started out uh, you know we had expectations of creative Sheffield and what we thought they were responsible for and could do for a long time before we realized that that's not actually how things work for a whole set of reasons that we didn't understand at the time but um but that's the way it is and and actually creating a platform is much more powerful or should be could be much more powerful because it means everybody can participate no no matter how big or small they are within the city and contribute to the messaging
1: that's it and i think it is for me it's about more than the participation it's about feeling ownership and freedom to take that and and sort of mold it into what suits you um there, there was a call i was on um yesterday sort of with it was a a seminar through city nation place which a kind of a i guess a destination marketing kind of um conferencing and and content sort of platform um and it it was really sort of encouraging to hear there are other cities that are adopting this kind of um collaborative approach i.e what i'm not trying to give you is a a campaign that you copy and paste i'm trying to give you an idea that has a sort of a central kind of thought behind it but that you can then mold it twist it change it adapt it in ways that suit your own organization's benefits and needs um, but still align to sort of an objective of the, the bigger collective whole for the city i think even if you look at marketing and brand more generally um, the most successful brands, you know, it's easy to take Airbnb as an example. Their logo they created was not a one-size standard logo. Uh, it was about giving it to a community of people to change it, adapt it, play with it, and do all sorts of things with it. Um, and that's, you know, in in the, the modern digital age that we live in, mm. the power of adaptability like that is um, way stronger than the power of kind of a, a monolith
0: speaking of adaptability were you planning to do a campaign like this before uh COVID 19 stuff happened
1: well interestingly uh so the idea of make yourself at home was one that i'd had um and I'd talked about internally with with colleagues and um, for primarily uh, sort of internal investment into the city or external investment whichever way you want to look at it um, so Essentially, when we go out there to conferences like MIPIM, Big Architectural Conference in Cannes every year, um, or to digital conferences or student talent attraction places or whatever it is, that if we as a city could talk about Make Yourself at Home in Sheffield, um, it would be a message that, that would start to un- unravel the positives of being in a place like Sheffield in in today's sort of modern modern age um, and that had be backed up with lots of other things. So I, I had a limited amount of money. I was looking to sort of u- apply that campaign very tactically through some online and digital marketing to certain audiences to basically start testing it and see whether that would that would bring a positive response because we know across the board, you know, you talk to universities, for example, when people have got offers on the table from Leeds in manchester and sheffield for example it's a very small percentage chance they pick sheffield because they don't know anything about it and it's the same with companies that sort of look to come here they know that we've got the infrastructure that we've got the business rates that we've got the planning permission whatever for them to set down their business um, but talent attraction is then how do they keep the business going and growing um and again finding it hard because sheffield is not known about there's not a high level of awareness how do we um you know how do we help that so i wanted to use make yourself at home as a a bit of a way to see whether i could demonstrate to other partners and members of the city look i can get some interest in sheffield so how can i work with you and and do something bigger along these sorts of lines to make it happen then obviously covid hit um my job was effectively you know, not technically redundant. I wasn't made redundant, but I had nothing to do. There was no external city marketing going on at all for sort of, you know, three, four weeks. But then I was talking with my seniors and colleagues in the council about, well, how can we help give economic recovery to the city and show people that as a um, as a local authority, we're trying to do something to help. Um, and I'd not really thought about that before because it's not been part of my job to think internally within the city. Clearly, I need to, when I'm talking externally, it needs to line up with what's happening internally in the city. But um, I've not really marketed to the people of Sheffield, if you like. Um, and played around with a few ideas and and just kind of came back to make yourself at home. Obviously, the whole government advice was stay safe, stay, stay home. Um, the concept of what is home started, I think, I don't know about change, but be- became so much more important in people's everyday language and, and semantics. And so I realized, that actually, I've got the kind of the line that we need um, because I still want to use that line as, a, as an idea, as a long term investment piece for the city. And if we start getting businesses on board with it now, them understanding, great, I can tell my customers to make themselves at home. This is about Sheffield being a welcoming place. It's about us being friendly. It's about um, all different types of businesses working together. You know, Sheffield truly is a place that feels homely, I think. Even people that come visit it say that. So we can try and easily get that embedded into the everyday language throughout the city in terms of people's marketing and comms. So that then once we get through this with a decent economic recovery plan and all of the right things that are happening in the city to to realign how we sort of forge a new economy moving forwards that then when i go externally with this message to investors to potential researchers students whoever whoever it may be when they then start digging deeper and look into the city they see that this is already something that's prevalent in the way that people are talking and that you you couldn't pay to make that happen in marketing terms it's you know in a in a horrible way this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for the city to do that piece of work that it would have found really really difficult to do um without this crisis and then this terrible pandemic having happened
0: and um what sort of uh, practical things are, are you doing so we, we, we're we talking about it as a campaign but in, in kind of the nuts and bolts what what does it what does it involve and, and how is it reaching people
1: so th- we've obviously released it um at the minute purely digitally um the aim being look here is a kind of a simple a badge um a, a basic toolkit of some images that you can use um and and nothing much more at the minute really and that sounds almost like i'm underplaying it and um, but the aim just being we want to get people using the badge so stick it on your own images and um, use that kind of language in your own posts and use the sheffield makes hashtag um but what we, our ambition, and, and we're sort of in the process of applying for some ERDF grant money at the minute, is to then actually give it a physical presence as well. So we're hoping that it'll be up um, on sort of banners and around outdoor cafe seating areas and everything um, throughout not just the city centre, but the district centres of Sheffield as well, Lamppost banners, all that sort of stuff. Um, we're also then hoping to be able to produce kind of physical packs, so We're working with um, sort of city grab, hoteliers, venues, um, looking to distribute something out to them that's as basic as things like stickers that can go on the screens um, to prevent spread of infection, whether it's in taxis or whether it's in cafes or hotels, whatever it is, um, you know, to whatever else we might need um, to sort of get that pack out there and get people using it. Because a lot of places like hotels are really crying out for this sort of thing. Um, because it will make a big difference to the perception. Um, because really, whilst we, we're we focusing right now on businesses to get the uptake of it, the next then wave of it is really about consumers understanding it and giving them the confidence to re-engage with their city. Um, and that doesn't have to be in person. That can still be digitally and virtually because some people are still um, sheltering and, and feel anxious about going out and that's absolutely fine you know people need to sort of move through this in the ways that work best for them um but yeah we recognize that we need to first of all work digitally with businesses and then gradually kind of spread that out um to consumers and and physical sort of infrastructure um and that's why it's really encouraging that public health are behind this um that city center and district centers are behind this and I think then it's about the next stage, which I've started trying to think about, but becomes difficult financially and logistically to put in place, is about experiences that live this. So playing around with the idea of um what's a virtual city break to Sheffield? You know, how can we collectively, through cultural organizations, digital providers, um sort of experience providers, how do we create a digital city break that won't cost anywhere near as much as putting advertising in airplane magazines and at King's Cross and Pancras and all that, but actually give us an amazing piece of content that we can broadcast through tourism providers like Visit Britain and the rest of it and actually showcase our city in ways that people would never have seen otherwise because we don't have an airport or they've not known of us to come here. Um, and we can use music and food and drink and all that sort of stuff to, to bring it to life. Um, but yeah, I can't do that myself. So I'm trying to find ways that uh, people might want to help me.
3: <laughs> I love this idea of a, a, a virtual city break, a digital city break. And I imagine there are people in our community that that would just get their brains going and they would have loads of ideas. Um, so, yeah, if people are out there and they've got ideas on how that might work, can they just get in touch with you, Mark?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Please do. Yeah. Um, forgive me because i never know which one it is there's tech nation and there's tech native which is the sheffield company i think it's tech nation or tech oh, Te- Te- tech yeah, nations i is it yeah. said it's tech native i apologize to tech native because that's really bad of me but my brain literally cannot remember which way around it is anyway they've offered um to be part of doing the actual broadcast and, and the filming and the streaming and everything like that um and there are a few people that have expressed interest and are trying to reach out to contacts to kind of make it happen. I know a few bands and music groups that I think would be keen, and I don't think it'd be too difficult for people like City Grab to be involved um to do to work with food providers to do special kind of dishes that theme into things and all that sort of stuff. And I'm sure breweries would do a make yourself at home beer for the festivals and all that sort of stuff. So I think it's. I don't think it'd be difficult to get people on board it's then just working out who runs it you know how does it cuz I'll let that it? from my bedroom. <laughs> 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 um so yeah it's almost i guess what would be an event organizer um how do we how do we make that happen um but yeah yeah any ideas please please send them in (laughs) i'm all ears i'm I'm interested
2: in how it works as a brand alongside the other city brands um because you've got what makes sheffield that you launched last year as well um and of course there's the outdoor city brand so you've got outdoor city and make yourself at home
3: Mm.
2: it's kind of an interesting comparison between the two ideas that are they competing with each other or how complementary do you see them
1: yeah it's a really good question um i think so broadly speaking the new brand for sheffield is based around the idea of sheffield makes um that's sort of the concept we came up with and and that's it's, it's not really ever to be used as a tagline it's just again a, a way of weaving that into headlines or narratives to basically stop and i, I say that not in a mean sense um but but us not to be focused on the past um made in sheffield is a stamp of heritage and authority and it's it's you know copyrighted we're Mm -hmm. the only city in the world that has a a, you know something like it so it's truly unique and it but it represents products largely speaking um and it's associated very heavily with manufacturing because of cutlery and steel um and our city is about so much more than that you know we don't want to um neglect our past because that's where a lot of things like advanced advanced manufacturing have come from and that's what enables a lot of the digital communities that we've got now so it's not about sort of turning our back on it but it's about recognizing that we make a whole lot more now and we are forward thinking and progressive and and we've got an eye on the future Um, so that's kind of the Sheffield brand so the make yourself at home is a campaignable element of that makes bit Um, it's subtle but it doesn't always have to be blatantly obvious. And the what makes Sheffield website was um, that was set up initially as um, basically a, uh, a submission or a response to the shortlisting we got for European City of the Year. So it was about collecting all these stories of the city, putting them into one place to showcase what we're all about. And I then sort of shifted that to be public facing after the awards had unfortunately given Porto the victory. Um, but so what, uh, and what we're currently looking at the minute is, um, readdressing welcome to Sheffield, um, sort of our main visitor website. Mm -hmm. So, and the outdoor city is then a separate kind of sub brand we've got. So we have too much at the minute, essentially it's not, um, it's too convoluted. Um, but we've done the things we've done in the right ways, because of grant money or opportunities or whatever's come along to, to sort of try and communicate in the right ways, but what we're currently looking at with the Welcome Sheffield website is essentially how we fold everything all into one. Um, the Outdoor City was sub-branded because of a um, a bit of money we got from Visit England around the Discover England campaign, uh, sort of fund. Sorry, um, and we we needed to to create in that way to market the city to uh, other European countries, basically. But especially with what's happening now, the outdoor city um, is actually something that should be right at the heart of what Sheffield is all about. You know, we have 61% of the city is green space. Mm. So how we are not the leading world city for green space. I don't know. I Googled it yesterday. Moscow apparently is the top with 50, 59% or something. But Sheffield gets overlooked all the time. It's it's just a nature of what we are. But so we need to be better collectively at defining what that means and whether that's about aligning the green interests of the city with the way that we structure investment, infrastructure, whatever it is, is a sort of another whole line of conversation. But. The outdoor city, the importance of health and well-being on society and how that plays into our culture and what we do here as a city, how it plays into the reason that people move here and want to live here and settle down here. Mm. It's really, really important. So it can no longer be a sub-brand, in my view. It has to be part of what the heart of the city is all about. So that'll fold in. All of the content from What Makes Sheffield will fold in, in, in a different way. And I'm hoping we'll have a much better all singing or dancing modern website that you can actually search for stuff on properly um, that is an amazing resource, whether you're in the nighttime economy, whether you're into sport, whether you're in digital property, whatever it is that actually people use to showcase Sheffield in a a world sort of best class way. Um, Because, you know, you look around the competition and so many of those websites are focused on the visitor economy um and they're missing a trick about identity of cities and people and what the nature of place is um especially post-covid and i think we're really lucky in the sense that we'd started this project we've got this global pandemic going on which is increasing the role of digital it's increasing the role of connected connectivity and it's increasing people's perception of what place should be and the fact that we're an not a hustle bustle crazy everyone living on top of each other kind of place and that we've got sort of so much culture and outdoors going on with amazing potential in digital and child health and all the rest of it is just yeah we're, we're sitting on a gold mine i think yeah and we, we can make the most of it with a new website at the minute. I mean, if,
2: if you're gonna if a lot of people are going to be working from home for the foreseeable future
1: then why not here if you could choose absolutely anywhere, why not here yeah um, yeah, we don't have the sea. Yeah, That's my yeah. only. <laughs> long um, there's one the thing I could do. <laughs>
0: um, is there anything specific that the digital community can do to help? I'm talking kind of on a macro scale, like we'll build your website for you, <laughs> or on a uh-huh. kind of individual level. So you know, if you people who have just find themselves, uh, I can't imagine this in, uh, could ever be a possibility, but with extra time on their hands. Um, that they might be able to kind of volunteer or, or just or just just do something like in a in a kind of a, something digital or something that's sort of techie that would be able to kind of contribute to it.
1: Yeah, I think um thanks for asking. Um any anyone that wants to take forward the make yourself a home idea and do what they want with it is is really welcome. I'm I, we are not gatekeepers, we're trying to be enablers. So essentially you can go download the badge and I can't stop you doing anything you want with it. Um, I think the way that I've sort of thought about it when putting it together is that if there are digital events or webinars or broadcasting stuff that's going on, it's very easy to, to use, make yourself at home <coughs> to promote those things um, because that's the nature of what they are these days. Um, people that are sort of looking to recruit, um, start using Make Yourself at Home uh, and and sort of linking in some of the content we've got around the city that can show people, look, if you haven't heard of Sheffield, this is this is why it's a really great place to come and live and work. Um, and then I think the sort of the creative side of the digital, um, you know, we're, we've been talking to Razor quite a bit about um, how they can use the campaign for um, sort of recruitment and some of the content they put out there. You know, Jamie's a big supporter of Sheffield and, um, So they're keen to start using it. Um, Twinkle, I've been talking to them about how they can actually use it to demonstrate perhaps um, how they have been helping their customers make people feel at home because education's been uprooted, total new ways of doing things, and Twinkle were, you know, one of the first and just immediately made that hugely generous offer of letting people use it for free. Um, and I did with my son sat in phonics every single morning, you know, and and it, it made you feel more comfortable and really appreciate the things that that the city does, whether it's through private, public or third sector, or wherever it is. Um, so there's lots of kind of different ways that it could be used Um internal comms. And then I, I think the, the area that I haven't really got into yet, and this is because it requires people having a bit of time, um, Is how do you creatively interpret this you know what does home mean is you know how could people digitally kind of take that to another level is it about um i don't know like movies sort of short little creative like visuals i genuinely i have no idea but i think there's definitely something in our creative sector that I'd, I'd love to see interpretations of this campaign um, that you know. We'd love to share that content around, and I've, I've toyed with the idea of you know, do we do a competition around this or something, and see what people can come up with. But then it feels like you're commoditizing um, something in the wrong context. So, um, but yeah, any ideas around that? I'd, I'd I'd love to have a chat and smash some heads together.
2: There's a is there a data side of this as well? Um... So obviously, in order to know whether the campaign is successful, you need to um, you, you don't you, you gauge it by um, the external response. So the awareness of the city externally, and there's things like the Saffron Brand Barometer that comes out every year that shows a whole load of world cities on a scale and how what their level of recognition is. And you've got like a you know twenty odd global cities that are constantly at the top of that list and and Sheffield is kind of a second or third tier city somewhere down in the hundreds. Um, is is that how you measure this? Do you, do you measure it based on things like that and whether we can move up in those rankings or have you got other metrics and are you bringing other data in that could be visualised maybe? Um,
1: I would love to, um, but I work with local authority budgets and, you know, for understandable reasons, this city council is... Prioritizes frontline services, um, so it's not like I've got a big budget to go looking at data. But um, I've spoken with uh, a company called ING Media, um, who are sort of they specialize in kind of the the built um, built environment, basically. But they did a report fairly recently, um, just in the last year, about cities that are punching above their weight when it comes to digital so um and they did it globally and they did it uk and actually sheffield is um really outperforming its sort of size and and a load of other factors when it comes to digital mentions um and they think that's possibly down to the um student engagements that we've got in the city and I'd like to think some of that is about how businesses work with students in the city. I do believe we're quite good at that in in a lot of respects. Um, and, you know, so I, I loosely spoke with them before COVID about how I could try and get some budget together, working with some of the partners in the city to to sort of deep dive down into that a bit more when it comes to sort of the higher like brand level, whether it's Saffron or Interbrand or whoever it is doing those kind of city surveys, um, it costs a lot and devolution has never been our friend you know there's other powers like manchester that are always going to beat us because they have andy burnham and um, doing those kind of things um it's andy burnham isn't it yeah yeah i have too many andy's in my head <laughs> going around. um I, so i i think you know i keep my eye on those things but i can't pretend that we're ever gonna you know be right up there but what i'd like to think is that we again collectively working with the, the people and the organizations in the city um we're seen as one of the tier two cities that is the most progressive that is doing things differently uh, and that ultimately is kind of not putting pressure on the the global capital kind of cities mm. in terms of power resource finance and, and all that sort on? of it Comparatively, yeah, we're way smaller and we're never gonna, we don't want to be that big. And, and I think all of us, probably as individuals, would feel uncomfortable at Sh- about Sheffield suddenly being overrun with loads of people. Um, but I think there's sort of that almost like that disruptor level of, of sort of perception that I'm really interested in, not in that we do stupid things or make the wrong decisions, but that we sort of almost like we're a test bed Mm. like we do stuff in this city that really impacts global decisions and that we therefore get seen as a really close critical friend that big cities want to have on their Mm. side because we can make things happen here at at a pace that they possibly couldn't um now that's that's pipe dream stuff but that's where i'd like us to be able to to work towards something like that that's a really
2: interesting one isn't it because we certainly have a history of trying things out and a lot of the things that we've tried out have failed you know i mean that sheffield was the first first city in the world i think to do um to do digital voting certainly in the uk it was the, really? yeah, way way back um to, to hmm. offer digital voting it was a total disaster it, it completely failed and it was never tried again but it was tried and it was tried here um, mm. uh, and obviously but then we also tried to build a, a heat network using excess heat from our from our forges, and now we have what I think is now the largest district heat system in Europe, which is absolutely fantastic. It, yeah. you know what an incredible yeah. asset and what a you know a huge asset to have for kind of zero carbon economy and sustainability in the city. And virtually all of our public um, buildings are heated that way. Um, so some of these things do work. you know we try things out and they actually do work and they become quite transformational. Um, you know, Sheffield had the had the largest network of destructor lamps back in the 1920s, using excess methane from the uh, from the sewage system to light our streets. Wow! Yeah, you know, things like that that people really don't uh, think aren't that aware of. So maybe there is a whole narrative there about Sheffield being a great place to try things out because we have this history of doing things a bit differently.
0: Absolutely, I can see yeah, Mel's yeah, making notes that. as well, which su- suggests. <laughs> <that you don't. laughs> She's either no, she's either nicking yeah. your lines for her next presentation, or she's got some great <laughs> ideas written there.
1: No, I think, and, and it applies for me as much to, um, you know, the way that communities kind of adapt and change. You know, there's um, really interesting stuff uh, through an organisation called Regather. Yeah, that have looked at how you could. Um, literally next to the heat and the combined heat and power plant is an area of land that they would love to set up as a growing center because they could actually take the off runs of the power generated from there and basically create like local farming economies that would that have not been done before right. i don't know about worldwide but certainly this country yeah yeah there's a company think,
2: called district eating here that is doing exactly that that i <laughs> brilliant i came and spoke at an event that i ran earlier this year but yeah exactly right. no, one, no one else is doing that it's really clever
1: yeah and it'd be fantastic for you know for us to to be able to do it and i think that there's the appetite of loads of people in the city for it to happen again and it's not for me to comment on politics. But the way that governance is structured in this country, it's difficult for that to happen. Um, But I think if we can find ways through opportunities, like what we've got at the minute, to collaborate, work together, and people do those things with the knowledge and the enablement of local authority, local authority doesn't have to bankroll it or kind of be the ones building and developing yeah. stuff as long as it's done in the knowledge of how we're trying to move ahead as a, as an ambition as a as a collective place then in my possibly naive and young relatively young brain um it's just something we should all start doing a yeah. bit more.
3: yeah i think you've really hit on something there because um while the the pandemic situation is awful and you know we could really have done without it it's it is creating opportunities for much more more collaborative working with the public sector. So, um, you know, the the response group meeting that you and I, Mark, were just at before this is just a fantastic example of a whole bunch of different people in the city coming together, representing different parts of the private sector, representing the public sector, representing education, and just all coming together to work on the same thing and there's, there's a, a permissiveness that I've never seen before and a real openness from the public sector to admit, you know, we can't do everything. We don't want to do everything. We w- we just want to be part of it. And we'd really love for the rest of you to just go off and do stuff. Yeah, um, and absolutely. And you know, that's the
1: strongest bit of make yourself at home. It
3: yeah, like kind yeah.
1: of applies in that way as well. Like Make yourself at home. like. Do do the right thing. Like let's let's do it together, kind of thing.
3: Yeah, yeah. And my hope is that 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 will be a legacy from yeah. this situation is that we've we've been forced to experiment with different ways of working. We've discovered that it's doable, that it's actually really productive. So let's keep doing it. Let's not go back to the old ways. Completely
0: marvelous. Uh, Mark, is there any any uh, any call to action here? Are there any emails? to be sent to somewhere are there any social accounts we should follow where do we go to find out more about the campaign uh
1: so we kind of have um like a a content area hub whatever you want to call it um for the campaign which is welcome to sheffield.co.uk forward slash make yourself at home so what we're trying to do is as well as obviously encourage people to use the campaign for their own reasons and support it in their own ways um is is then sort of I guess, reflect back on how people are doing that, what they're doing and, and get, whether it's opinion pieces, thought pieces, um, whether it's us just letting people know that this has happened, someone is doing this, um, you know, all sorts of stuff. Go go there, have a look and, and see what kind of content we're trying to do. Um, and then we're seeding that all out through Visit Sheffield and Marketing Sheffield social handles across Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Um, I'm doing stuff on LinkedIn a little bit, Um and yeah i think that's about it for now and oh and the sheffield makes hashtag really is something that if we can i think back to that measurement point point. Um, and really that's our kind of biggest metric at the minute is if we can show that what we're doing through this campaign what we're doing through what mel's just talked about with the business recovery group If all of that starts to play out actually in the hands of independent small businesses that we wouldn't normally be able to talk to -to face-to-face because you physically can't do that to everybody in the city. If we actually have that level of outreach, then you know as far as I can tell, that's a first. I don't think the city will have managed to do something in that way before. Um, So, yeah, just that the more people can use that hashtag to talk about what they're doing. uh, It's really useful. Fantastic. Fantastic.
0: Brilliant. well thanks very much for your time it's really great to hear about it and it sounds like you're doing a grand job
1: thank you very much for having me and um you know the the content that you guys have been putting out there already is is really using the campaign in a in a lovely way um and sort of inventively taking it forward um, so i really appreciate your help with that
3: kudos to claire and the team on that one
1: okay thanks mark
2: cheers thanks a lot cheers yeah
0: So there we go. A big thank you to Mark. Just enough time now for me to go through the events that are coming up. Virtual events mostly, I imagine, if not all of them. Um, You can find more information about them to get specifics by going to Sheffield.digital/events, as always. And uh, here they are. So uh, we're right in the middle of a week where we have the Developer Academy's Azure Solutions Architect Expert AZ301 preparation. Happens every day this week. I record this on the 22nd of July. On the 28th of July, that's next Tuesday, Internet of Things, How IT is Helping UK Business Get Back on Its Feet. On the 29th, we have the UX Sheffield Webinar. We're all user-centered, aren't we? Question mark. That's the, that's the working title of that. It might be the actual title, who knows. On the 30th, we have the Sheffield IoT Meetup, the online summit event. And we have the uh, Next Sheffield Collective, which is all for you freelancers out there. On the 30 we have the Creative Morning Sheffield. So this is a regular monthly event early in the morning on a last Friday of each month. And, uh, and this one is uh, from one of our tech friends, John Rhodes at Paper. He's talking about Leg Up Social. So do pop along to that. And then into August, not much in the August calendar so far, but I'm sure it will fill up. On Monday the 3rd, we have the Online Design Recruitment Open Evening. That's for the MOJ Digital and Technology Teams, which are based in Sheffield. Uh, We have the 4th of uh, August, uh, that's Tuesday, .NET Chef. And then on the Thursday, the 6th, we have the Sheffield DM Virtual Conference. And we have the Sheffield Digital Virtual Pub Quiz, which is obviously the most exciting thing I've said in the last minute or so. Okay, now it's time to tell you about our latest members. A huge thank you to all of the following. On the company side of things, we have Nimby Tech. They joined on the 22nd of July. So a big thank you to them. And then we have individuals. So these are our new individual members. Cost of five a month, cheapest chips, expensive chips, but still chips, depending on where you get them from. We have on the uh, 19th of June, we have Alice Arnold. I may have mentioned that last time, but she gets a double shout out. On the 15th of July, we have Sally Nichols who joined. And then on the 20th of July, we have Mark Gower. Big thank you to all of those people. And I think that's it for another episode. Um, if you'd like to subscribe to the show, which we recommend you do, you can do that uh, in any podcast uh, catcher. That's what they call them, isn't it? Any podcast catcher or app of your choice. Of course, Apple Podcasts are very popular, but we have things like Overcast and Pocket Cast and other stuff too. And you can find it more at sheffield.digital slash podcast. And you can go onto the website and find the podcast category and listen to everything that we've ever recorded in the browser too, in your browser specifically. And I think that's it. It's getting late here. I should probably stop talking. you probably figured that out already. Until next time.